Blog Talk Radio. Playing Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music. You better go ahead. You better go ahead. You better go ahead. You better go ahead. 
You better I mean, go there's, ahead. There's just so much going on, brother. I mean, what do you want to talk about first? Because I know I, I, there's so much to hit on. I mean, what do you, what, what's on your mind? I'll say, I'll save the best for last. I'll save the best for last because you pick on him so much. So I'm going to leave sure? him right where he needs to be. I'm no, not. I, I, I mean, we can't start off. Gonna start... No, go ahead. We'll go. We'll set it off. Set it off. You cooking? Cook. Set no, it off. Listen, I was going. I was going to start off with the big news in the New York City area. That according to reports, I think uh, Shams was one of the first ones that broke the news, and then it's kind of been picked up by. Um, you know, I, I saw an alert on Bleacher Report, uh, uh, CBS News, and ESPN, etc that New York City COVID-19 vaccine mandate for athletes and entertainers is expected to be rolled back or, quote-unquote, lifted this coming Thursday, so tomorrow. Um, Mayor Eric Adams has been under pressure. Um, You know, Kevin Durant and others have been applying pressure. Um, You know, it's been affecting the New York Knicks, the the Brooklyn Nets, the New York Yankees, and the New York Mets in baseball, of course, have also kind of started to come under siege because of the mandate that has, it's kind of those weird rules that we talked about that, you know, you're allowed to come into the uh, city uh, unvaccinated and in, in the workers comp, in the workers place, you can uh, work, but in sports terms, you can come in and, and perform in the, excuse me, in the arena or in the ballpark. But if you live in the city, you are not allowed uh, to, to participate and be vaccinated. But that looks like it's been uh, rolled back. Despite the, the concerns that cases have kind of been picking up a little bit in the New York City area with some kind of um, variant. But regardless, um, New York mayor, uh, one of the newly elected mayors, uh, Eric Adams, uh, said he will, they, will, um, they will lift the mandate this Thursday. Uh, paving the way for uh, stars like Kyrie Irving and allegedly Aaron Judge from the New York Yankees to be able to play and participate in team activities in the New York City area. TP, timeless. This just broke, I think, um, around 6 o'clock, so it's pretty fresh couple hours. What do you think about this news that came down today? No, so you wasn't going to hide behind it. You don't want to talk about the guy you're talking about. Say his name. Say his name, because you talk about him so much. Say his name. You talk about Aaron Judge. We're not worried about Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge is playing him right now. He's he's actually trying to get on the well, field to he, get his he, legs under You talk about the guy that you well, pick on all the time. Aaron, Aaron why, Judge. Why don't you be the, the villain so that you I, are? I, talk I, about I, him. Talk about him. You know? No, no. So playing around. I did. I did. I did. Hold on. 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 Hold I got to talk. I got to tell him how I feel. I got to talk about my life. It's not going to happen. I got to talk. I got to tell him how I feel. I got to talk about my life as I see it. You know what I'm saying? So this is important because I was looking at it like, and this is kind of funny what's happening to the Nets right now, is that they are hanging at the bottom of the playoff bracket, which I don't find it favorable with them being at an eight or seven seed. They play a play and they get bumped. They out. So that that actually makes it interesting in itself. But nevertheless, that now that they can get this situation where they get these home games and Kyrie's available, they can actually get more chemistry on the floor too. And a lot of people that I were talking to were basically saying with him only playing away games, he gets more rest and that helps him in this playoff situation where a lot of these teams go back home and feel like they're going to be more competitive with the, the, you know, home court advantage, the crowd, so on and so forth. Now that Kyrie's back on the floor full time, 
it's going to be interesting to see how the Nets push forward in this situation. So um, I just want to see how he looks in Brooklyn now. And it, it's funny that they have that mandate against him, but there's other teams that come into that arena and play. So it's like how funny is that if there's a team that has players that aren't vaccinated, they're playing. So why would you just hold that against Kyrie? So that's what makes that interesting in itself. I feel like the um, – how do I say it? The, you know, the mayor or – whomever, whatever office I'm looking at, they're held responsible for a lot of what may or can happen. But then if I look on the other side of the spectrum, like I th- I feel like Kyrie may have like a lawsuit. If you're going to find him for $50,000 for going into the locker room and then a week later he's back playing because you lifted it even further, it's like, wait, y'all just took 50000 from me a week ago and now we're cool? Like I don't, I don't respect that. So that's why I'm like in in the, the words or, you know, terms of looking at it for Kyrie's situation, this is very interesting on how he can make this a big legal situation in the city of New York. And um, I'm just – I don't want to just say I'm glad that he's able to play, but I just wanted to see Brooklyn at full strength. I didn't want them to be losing home games and relying on being on the road to win games. And, and this is a decision that he makes, you know, with his own body. I respect that at the end of the day. But uh, – it was something that was hurting his team. His team needed him in certain situations. They're at the bottom of the Eastern Conference, and Eastern Conference is going to be tough whether he likes it or not. I feel like they can beat any of those top teams in the series, whoever it is, Miami, whoever's up there one through four. I, I feel like they could give them a tough time or win series. I'm, I'm not even saying like they're going to sit up there and lose. Just have to hope everybody remains healthy. And Steve Nash has to do a good job coaching. I'm, I'm not letting him – run away from the dynamic of just having stars out there on the floor and Kevin Durant pushing overtime up against the Bucks that you bear hug him in the middle of a game like you're saving my coaching career. Like, no, you have to coach. Steve Nash, you can't dodge a bullet either. So, Kyrie coming out there to play for you, you, you have to do your job at the end of the day too. So, this makes it very interesting, but it's a, it's a good day for Brooklyn Nets fans and people that are in the Brooklyn area, people that like the Nets altogether, whether they're from New Jersey or not. Um that Kyrie's able to play full-time as of tomorrow. But it's funny, like, there's more here than just what I'm spouting off. Like, like I, I feel like they need to go through the right channels to uh, get them to respect this person as a human being. Respect who as a, a human being? Kyrie? Yeah. So if you were on the crossover cafe, you would have known. Like, I didn't, I didn't kill Kyrie. I said the rule stupid and it needed to get lifted. Um, I, I, I just disagree with Kevin Durant kind of chastising the mayor. I mean, this is the guy you got to work with. That's not how politics works. You got to, you got to, you know, cross the line, party lines, as they call it, you know, stupid Republican Democrat crap, but you got to work with these guys. You got to give a little to get a little, right? So I'm glad it's, it's being lifted. It's a stupid rule. It, it's completely ridiculous that a, a, a outside player can come in unvaccinated play, but a, a vaccinated. It, it, I don't even know how it works if you work in the city. I tried to ask one of my friends that works in the city how it worked, and you know, I never really got back. He ne- he didn't get vaccinated. I never got back to him. But it's really it's it's a stupid rule that needs to get changed, and we and we know it. And and, and listen, Aaron Judge isn't blameless in this. He's he's kind of good in my eyes. He's kind of on the Aaron Rodgers level where they blatantly asked him the question, are you vaccinated? And he's talking about, I'm just ready to get ready for the season. What the hell? Is, are you vaccinated or not? Like, he, he looked like a sucker to me by, by dodging the question. It's an easy, it's easy question. If it's, your, if it's your decision, it's your body, yes, it's, that's, that's true. 
answer the freaking question, man. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we're not at I, – I, it drives me crazy, that, 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 that whole little – I think it was like maybe 30 seconds or, or so. I just wanted to strangle him. But now he gets off the hook. We're good. The rule's lifted because it's a stupid rule, what have you. Kyrie Irving is back. They need him because, like, I think they could get – I think they're about three games. Three games back of uh, – I think it's – it's not Toronto. Toronto's in the seven. And then I think Cleveland's in the six. So there is a possibility if if Brooklyn goes on a run, they get a little hot, that they might be able to get into that um, – into that six seed and not have to go into the plan because I think Cleveland's kind of been, you know, slumping a little bit here and there. And the top of the top of the East is so tight. I think, you know, the second place to, to the, to Boston four five is about a game apart and they're all two games back of the top seeded uh, Miami heat. So it is a tight race, but um, they need Kyrie. They're not going to win a chip without Kyrie. Um, and, and he needs to be on the court. He needs to be there. Now, the vaccination, that whole thing is, is, is we can ignore it. It's done. He didn't want to get vaccinated. It's not going to cost his team. It's great. He's back. So that's, that's, that's all that really matters out of this. And, and, and it's even stupider. I'm, and I see, I, see, um, I see a call, and I'm going to bring him in a second. I think the rule was even stupider for, for baseball, TP, because, you're talking about an outdoor baseball park, outdoors with baseball. And I said it. I said it Thursday today when we were talking about basketball, and it kind of you know veered off the baseball a little bit. Baseball is the most socially distanced sport you can think of. Like you got outfielders like you know feet apart, infielders they don't stand on top of each other in an outdoor facility. You can let the fans in that are crammed in the seats, but you won't let the players play because they're not vaccinated and they're barely the only time they're next to each other is in an open dugout outside. It's ridiculous. It's so stupid. I'm glad the rule got, got changed. I know there's people that are going to be pissed off that, Oh, this is only for baseball players and basketball players and entertainers. And you know, they're placating to that. Well, you don't make as much money as these guys. You don't drive as much revenue to the town or to New York city as these guys do with attendance and, and, and gate and all that stuff. So get over it. But, I got I got Mike in. I'm gonna bring him in and get his opinion on the New York City the mayor Eric um, Eric Adams lifting the mandate. Um, Mike, how you feeling this morning? Calling out of six one five. No, I'm doing pretty good. Spending time with family, so that's always a good thing. But always happy Absolutely. to jump in and share space with you guys, man. Uh, thanks for having me. As, as far as this. I'm glad the saga is over and, um, you know, I mean, I know there's going to be some backlash and whatever, but at least we don't have to keep hearing about it. Wait, Barry, you said this morning yeah, is I'm... morning time? Yeah, obviously the, the villain is doing like three things at once. I said morning instead of uh, evening, assuming. Okay, just making sure. You, I don't know where you it, are. Take it out of my pay. Take it out of my doc. No, 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 it's okay. I just want to know where you are. Like, are, are you Carmen San Diego? That's that. I just want to know where in the world you are. I wish, I wish, but th- thank you, Ty, for correcting <laughs> me. I needed that. Uh, Mike, I is that, is, did you have any other uh, any other thoughts on it? Or are you you're good with that? No, I think it'll be interesting to have their guns. So we'll see what they can do. 
I mean, mm-hmm. listen, it, it blows my mind that Ben Simmons missed all his time and still can't get on the court for this team at all. Uh, yeah. You yeah. thought that maybe uh, whatever was wrong could have already been fixed unless maybe he got himself hurt trying to come back. I don't, I don't know the whole story behind it, but the guy hadn't played in a month of Sundays, so plus more, so you would think he'd find a way to, you know, get on the court. But, I mean, listen, um, you want to see teams at their best. You want to see teams have their horses. So if if Brooklyn can win a chip, great. But if they don't, at least they don't have the excuse of, well, Kyrie wasn't there. Right. I mean, timeless, do you think do you think we'll see Ben Simmons this year? Um, it's interesting because it's the I think they said it's a herniated disc, so you know your back, yes. especially playing sports, is everything. So it's like he's gonna be running and jumping, like especially when he lands, like it's mm-hmm. something that they're gonna have to watch. So they shut him down for the regular season. I'm wondering if that's something that they're watching for the postseason. So hopefully he's gonna be able to do whatever he can to get back on the floor. But that's something that's very sensitive and ginger. I still remember catching back spasms when I thought I could just walk out there and just play ball and know I know I have to stretch. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know how they're going to handle that situation. I would like to see him out there, especially if they run into the Sixers. That would be one of the best series I could ever think of in basketball history, especially when they go on the road and play in Philadelphia. They're going to throw popcorn and everything on that floor. I don't care, especially if they win in Philadelphia or if they close the series out in Philly and he's on the floor, yo, they're going to throw car keys, children, hats, octopus, fish. They, they're not going to play around <laughs> if he can win a series in Philadelphia. So um, I would love to see it happen, but first thing first is like him being healthy enough to give it a go is what they what I'm concerned about. So I don't know. I, to me, if they're saying they're shutting him down, I think they're going to wait till the end of the month to be like, oh, hey, he'll be ready in the next three weeks and we're going to just, you know, make a run at this the best way we can. Other than that, I, I really feel like he might be shut down for the year to just watch this the right way before it gets worse and be a nagging situation, kind of like, you know, all of the legends that have, you know, walked away from the game due to back injuries, Larry Bird, Larry Johnson, Tracy mm-hmm. McGrady, like not let themselves heal the best way that they can. So I, I want him out there, but the best thing for him is to know his body first. Yeah, I mean, I kind of lean with you. I think I honestly think you don't see him. And I, I and it's I, I think it's the smart thing to do while you think you can um you know definitely get him out there, push him out there and, and try to get, get it go like you said you had back I had back issues when I was playing literally like a couple weeks ago, I pulled my back trying to shovel this heavy ass no i I can barely walk for a day or two, and then it took a while for my body to get back into you know with it back in the shape. I'm just now really kind of. I've been in the gym, but I'm like, you know, where I don't have like aches and pains and all that kind of stuff and sleep. I couldn't sleep, you know, on my side. It was ridiculous. So I can only imagine like, you know, with him and it's, it's, it's like you said, it could get worse before it get it gets better. I just don't, I don't think he should. I really, I really, even though I think they have a good, a good shot with the player on the court. I just I think if you're investing in this guy long term, you got to be smart. You can't run him out there and try and try to push it. Um, yeah, so that's kind of where I'm 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 sitting on that. So TP, do you want to keep with basketball or do you want to move into this the craziness that is NFL? Because there's been so much insanity going on. 
right now with the. Uh, uh, I mean, with, with, I'm, I mean, we can save it for the crossover tomorrow if you want, um, or we can run right into the melee because there's some huge news out here in the NFL. I mean, I, I'll set it off with the Tyreek Hill situation, and it's not even over yet. Yeah. Um, Tyreek yeah. moves to the Dolphins, and the Dolphins and Jets are actually talking. So this will be one of those historical trades that I can remember back in 2004 in the NBA when Portland traded Rashid Wallace to the Atlanta Hawks, and then the next day he, he plays a game with the Hawks, and the mm. next day after that game they trade him to the Pistons. And I can't even think of, like, another situation like that in comparison to what's going on right now. So um, Tyreek's situation right now, he's a Dolphin. Hopefully they hang on to him because if, if they do hang on to him, I think it's an interesting wide receiver core in Miami with him, Waddle, and Gusecki in the middle of the field. But if the Jets get him, I only can think of this with Tyreek being a money move. I can't think of him saving New York, especially the Jets, to have, what, Zach Wilson just heave him the ball and, and Zach has his issues mm-hmm. or questions at this point in time, too. I'm not I'm not too thrilled with the situation that the Jets are trying to put up a fight to get Tyreek and basically watch him – watch a rebuild happen while he's been in championship form for the past four years. I want to say three, but I'll say four for the past four years with the Kansas city chiefs. It's like, no, like I don't want to see that happen to him. At least the Dolphins have a ready-made defense. That's stellar. Um, The only issue would be their running game and their quarterback play that that's it. So like the Miami situation is a a thrilling situation in itself for him to actually make it a, a three headed horse, in the AFC East, whether it be Buffalo, New England, or Miami now, because I don't feel like the Jets are playing to do anything in that division. I don't think they can catch up. I didn't see that the Jets are still in it, because what I understood, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's that Hill got the Jets had an offer that the Kansas City Chiefs would have accepted, but Tyreek Hill didn't want to go to New York. Miami came in, added the first-round pick this year because the Jets didn't offer a first-round pick this year. But the Dolphins came in, they offered a first-round pick, and then Tyreek said he wanted to go there, and then the deal got done. And now Tyreek is accepted. I don't know if you've seen this, TP. You probably did. That he accepted a four-year, $120 million extension to, in Miami. And I think it's about 70, $72.5 million guaranteed. Um, so not the fully guaranteed that Watson got that we'll probably uh, chat about in a little bit. But he still is the highest paid receiver, right, in the league. Uh, Devontae Adams was the highest paid receiver for a week. And this is all motivated by the Adams um, got the contract that he wanted by getting traded to the Raiders, and Tyreek Hill's like, well, what about my check? What about my money? And that's basically the motivation for him wanting to leave um, and get paid. So, um, and now Tyreek Hill has the highest paid, the highest contract for a non-quarterback in in the history per year with the $30 million per year, right behind T.J. Watt, who got 28 uh, point one five, and Devontae who got twenty eight, and then DeAndre Hopkins who got twenty uh, uh, twenty seven point two five. Um, so I mean, did, uh, so did you see the Jets are still in the mix, TP, or was that earlier today? 
No, what I was what I was reading was the the Jets are actually talking to the Dolphins to make that trade happen on top of this. So it, the Dolphins have oh. him, but they're trying to get they're trying to get him out of Miami. They're doing it on top of it. So it's really? like I wonder what the Jets are up to. Yeah, I don't. I wonder what the Jets are up to on top of this situation. Not not while Kansas City was shaking it up. They like I think the, he's already in the Miami situation, making his way down there. But the Jets are trying to get involved too. So. Tyreek may be on the move again, but right now he's a dolphin. But just knowing that the Jets are trying to do that, it's like, what are you guys going to raise hell with the receivers that you have now in a running game that isn't thrilling? Like, I, I feel like your offense needs more work. And to be honest, as much as I coveted Zach Wilson coming out of college, I think he's about a year or two away from me to say that he's going to do damage in the NFL. If not, I feel like he may end up being a potential bust. And I was so high on him trying to be so credible throughout the season. But mm-hmm. those games that he played against New England and Belichick and them, he threw four interceptions in the first half. And in another game against them when they were in New Jersey, he threw like mm-hmm. two in the first half. It's like, it's not going to get better. You're going to see those rushes kind of like how Sam Donald did. And Sam Donald said up there in his third season, I see ghosts. And it was like everybody knew that you can't handle blitzes. So the same situation I'm looking right. at with Zach Wilson, even though he's a good, credible quarterback coming out of college, he could throw off the run. He has a good arm. But uh, he has issues against certain packages that can end up hurting him. And um, it won't be good for Tyreek Hill because he's used to seeing a quarterback make a difference while that rush was coming. And Patrick could just lay that up there and, and Tyreek could just go run underneath all of the madness. So um, it's going to be interesting to see what team he lands on. Even the Miami situation, I don't feel like Tua gets any excuse at this point in time. And they just brought in Teddy Bridgewater. Both right. of them are struggling to find their way in the NFL. These guys don't get to hide. Like, this is you guys' last call right now, especially Tua. Like, Tua, they've been holding their hand and holding their cards as best as possible not to let you go. If you can't make this happen with the madness that you have around you, you need to go. And Teddy Bridgewater, this is probably your fifth or sixth or seventh team. You have no excuse either. If you can't pull it off, if he's messing up – you, this might be your last go-round in the NFL. I don't, I don't know how many times you could be serviceable, whether it's Denver, whether it's New Orleans, whether it's Minnesota, whether it's Carolina, whether it's – I mean, he's been on so many teams, like, and he can't really find his way. So mm-hmm. these two quarterbacks have to make a difference with the core that they have, and it's legit now. It's legit. Yeah, I mean, I definitely want to get the Miami side, then I want to move to the Kansas City side. But uh, I'll definitely keep an eye on the Jets. I, mean, I didn't think they were still in it. I thought with the extension – that they were out of the mix. But I like what Miami's doing. Um, they plucked Armstead, the big tackle from um, Mike's team, from the, the Saints, uh, to shore up that line that's been getting to a beat up. Um, that was a huge move. I kind of I kind of low-key like um, bringing in Chase Edmonds and Raheem uh, Mozart, as, as, uh, Mozart from, uh, from San Francisco as running backs. So I think the running back, even though uh, Raheem is, uh, you know, didn't get, stay healthy this past season. We've seen flashes. He's got the speed. He had a really good game against Green Bay in that um, in that championship game when they before they lost to the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. So I think the running back situation is better than it was last year. I think the offensive line is going to get a little bit better. And they got three on paper right now. They got three really good receivers. Right? They got Cedric Wilson. They got Jalen Waddle. And now they got Tyreek Hill. So. Um, this could be it, – it, you're right. It's up to Tua now, that the guy that we saw in Alabama that came back against Georgia in the championship game, or is it the guy that we've seen in the pros that can't, you know, can't get right? Um, Mike, I mean, what do you think about um, Tyreek in Miami from the Miami perspective? How do you think uh, 
uh, Tyree Kill can impact um, impact the Miami Dolphins. Oh, okay. You want me to just comment on the Miami side of it? Uh, yeah, and then we'll we'll uh, talk. We'll talk. If you want to do Kansas City, you can talk Kansas City too, and then I'll bring it right back to TP to to get his two cents on Kansas City side. Uh, uh, Okay, cool. So, uh, real quick on the on the Miami side, listen, I one hundred percent agree with you. It's on Tua now, right? Like, I am curious to see without Flores, who is a really good defensive mind, like what that defense looks like and what that you know if that team still has its toughness with that change on the you know on the bench, what that looks like for that team. But he's got the weapons, um, you know, so. Can he can he get the ball to them is the question. It would be interesting to see. But he, you know, this is not tanking for two anymore. This isn't, well, first year, but still don't have the pieces in place. He's got all the pieces on that offense to be successful. You got a, you got two guys on the outside that can really, really run. You got a tight end in the middle of the field. You got a slack guy in Cedric Wilson. You got running backs. You got all the pieces. So uh, no excuses anymore to uh, let's see what you got. And then if you don't, then we'll see if uh, <laughs> if controversy's uh, favorite player can make it work there. Uh, but, <laughs> but, but listen, for Miami, like, but this is this is a deal. You still got a guy, a quarterback on a on a rookie contract, uh, still not being paid mm-hmm. that much, so you can afford to go spend this money um, on mm-hmm. these guys like this, right? So, and that's a deal. And I go back to the Kansas City side of it, and this is the one thing that I thought when they signed the Humps to that big deal. He's not on that four year, sixteen million dollar deal that he was on the first when they went to the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, right? Like, so you paid him premium money because you had to as your franchise guy. But once you do that, some of your established stars are going to start moving on because they want bigger checks. And they said that Kansas City even offered him uh, a deal that would make him one of, if not the highest paid receiver in the league, but it wasn't long-term enough for him. He wants his back. I don't blame him in such a a violent sport. I mean, you guys know, man. I mean, listen, you can produce year in and year out, but football is such a physical game that, like, one play and it's all over, right? Mm -hmm. So. I don't blame guys in football for chasing that bag and for trying to get as much as they can. Yeah. Um, and so I don't blame them for doing that, but this is, you know, this is a deal. Eventually if you draft the right guy and that quarterback develops as you hope, eventually you got to pay the piper. Right. And when you do, there's a price that comes with it. And sometimes uh, some of those established stars or some of those skilled guys um, or some of those, you know, guys that, that really move the needle or difference makers at those skill positions are going to move on. I think Kansas City still has some pieces, and I think they'll be all right. But this is not this offense is not going to be quite as explosive without, you know, the cheetah who can take the top off of any defense. Mm-hmm. I I agree. I, you know, I, I it's going to be interesting. And, TP, I'll come right to you, how they look to move forward replacing Tyreek Hill, you know, is, is, you know, I hope a lot of pressure doesn't go on Travis Kelsey. I think he can handle it, but he, you know, Hill makes it so much easier for Kelsey to get open, especially across the middle with one-on-ones against safeties or linebackers. He's a matchup nightmare. But when you got a double team Tyreek Hill over the top, it just makes those underneath routes to Travis Kelsey that much more dangerous. I mean, TP, how do you think, 
because the Chiefs now, they own, I think it's, um, they own picks in the first round, and they own a couple of second rounders or what have you. So they, and this is a deep draft. Right, there's a lot of good uh, receiving talent. Um, how do you think they'll look to replace uh, the production that is Tyreek Hill? Are you? Did you forget something? Did you forget something? No. Are you okay? Like, like, um, yeah. you. As long as I've known you, right? I know you my basically my entire life, like a good chunk, like a good chunk of it, at least seventy-five, eighty percent of it, right? And from mm-hmm. what I know of you, you are a New York Giants fan. Hmm? I, I think so. At mm-hmm. least, at least that's something I know. Unless you change, or you you might have changed. I don't know because you do this in baseball too. So you part match, you part never change. So you you never might never change like Jay Z. You you you, you might you might have changed up and went to the Jets. Like I I don't know. So something may have happened along the that's time. That's disrespectful. But, but from what I do remember, right? So instead of the gangrene of the Jet situation, you being a Giants fan, your rival would be the Philadelphia Eagles, or at least one of them, right? And in that stint in the early 2000s when we graduated and everything and had fun at that a third, there's a guy named Andrew Reed. I don't know, if, but they call him Andy. I don't know if you know who he is, mm-hmm. but he was causing hell with Donovan McNabb, Brian Westbrook, Deuce Staley, Pinkston, Freddie Mitchell, L.J. Smith. <laughs> the list goes on and on and on and on. And still been able to do this with making an offense just a juggernaut trying to handle with lesser pieces than what he has in Kansas City. Now, we turn the page to Kansas City. He still has speed there. They just got Juju Smith there. I feel like Juju isn't as mm-hmm. fast as Tyreek is, but they still have those pieces there. McCole Hardman is just as fast as Tyreek. He's not top end as fast as Tyreek is, but they race each other every practice. So watching these guys go step for step, he knows what's up. It's just that I don't think he catches the ball at a clip that Tyreek can or do the miraculous things that Tyreek can do. So they're going to miss that. But I feel that they still have, you got players that you have to worry about on that offensive side of the ball. But there's a big situation that's in front of Patrick Mahomes Jr. right now. He's going to have to play good. He's going to have to play good. Um, $500 million, yes. I think they cut it down to four, however they look at it. Um, incredible arm talent, a lot of plays on the go. I, I feel like he has, this is, a legendary season for him. I read that today, that um, with this move happening, if he could stay afloat and knowing that there is every season that he's he's made the postseason, he has not played away from Arrowhead. I want to see if he could keep that continuing into this season, like to be that strong, to have every game that you played mm-hmm. in the postseason being right at home. If he can do that with Tyreek leaving and not miss a beat and knowing that Andy Reid is sitting behind him, knowing that they're going to plug and apply. There's a good amount of receivers that are coming out of college. I think he's probably not even done getting more talent in a free agency market, whether it's a receiver or running back. I feel like Andy Reid is just fine, probably cracking his knuckles, trying to make this offense go crazy. So I don't think that that's a concern. The concern is Kansas City's defense. They just got rid of Soren Sam, mm-hmm. who's one of their back-end uh, defensive backs, who gets caught getting burnt a mm-hmm. couple of times, but it gets cleaned up. By the Honey Badger. The Honey Badger is in a lot of talks of leaving Kansas City. If they lose Tyran Matthew, they are in trouble. They are in trouble because that defense mm-hmm. is already questionable at this point in time. Even though they do have pieces up front that may make plays and they got stronger as the season went on, as they had a slow start at the beginning of the season. But if they lose the anchor in the back end, I feel like the Chiefs are in trouble. They can't just go in the game scoring 48 points and trying to beat you 48 to 45. They, they, it has to stop.
Like, they have to come up with something. So right. they better, as much money that they threw to Patrick Mahomes, they're going to have to throw a good amount of money at Honey Badger for him not to leave the state of Missouri. He can't leave. They can't. Listen, they better do like, um, I don't know if y'all ever seen the movie. Y'all, y'all probably never seen the movie Bronx Tale. But when Sonny closed the door on the Hells Angels and said, now you can't leave, they better do the same thing to him at Arrowhead. You, you can't leave. Do You sit down. Chinese papers, <laughs> baseball bats, and, and chains, and all type of stuff. He can't leave. That, that's what has to happen. Now you know I've seen Bronx Tale. Now that's, don't be don't be like that. You know I've seen that movie. Uh, Sonny, you know, Sonny, you think he's a man? He's telling him to work up every day. Uh, listen, you 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 unpacked a lot though, TP. You unpacked a lot, right? I I, I let me ask you this: with with Tyreek Hill leaving. Don't you think now Kansas City has cap space to get the Honey Badger back? I would hope so. I, I don't really know how that cap situation is or how it's working. I would hope mm-hmm. they can do it. Um, but he means everything to that defense. Even when he was out, you seen how much it hurt that defense. So, like, um, right. right. Andy Reid and that front office, they have to know it. Like, there's no way that they could and, – and I hate when – Lord, forgive me. I don't like when people uh, – feel like they are the smartest man in the room. Oh, we could do it without him. Don't worry. Let him go. Like, no, nah, don't, don't do that because mm-hmm. he was the one that helped you get the two Super Bowls too and um, helped you win one right. and was doing right. a damn good job in that one when you guys lost Bucks and he was the only star on that field that was doing something. The offense wasn't doing anything, even though Patrick Mahomes was making miraculous throws. You guys weren't scoring the ball. You guys weren't scoring. So um, they can't let a guy his caliber leave, even though – I, I forget the team that they were mentioning that were interested in him, but everybody, shoot, I hope Detroit go right to Missouri and go steal him out of the thick of the night and leave. Like, just, just come on. Like, so, but um, mm-hmm. that's something that they can't watch happen. They can't watch that happen. And I, I kind of agree. Listen, I think Juju Smith, uh, Schuster, is a good pickup for the Chiefs, right? I thought he was going to be a good two with uh, Tyreek Hill. Now he's got to get thrown into that one. Not sure if he's still that dude that can handle that. But like I said, TP, um, I honestly feel like with the draft capital they have now, they got three extra picks this year, the 29th, the 50th pick, which is the second rounder, and then the fourth round pick. There's so much receiving talent coming into this draft. And to be honest with you, every year there's receiving talent, right, TP? Like you should be able to find a good receiver in this draft, in a draft deep, because colleges are now with the spread offenses. There's a lot of athletes that used to be running backs and now playing receiver. You can find a good receiver throughout college. Um, and, and, and honestly, not that I don't want to see these receivers get their bag, like you're saying, Mike, but you don't have to give them their bag if you, don't, if you know you can't really afford it. Like, you can just go in the draft. Like, I think Green Bay point has to go into the draft they can get a, a good receiver that is not going to be on Devontae Adams' level, but you can get a good athlete and that can fit into your system and, and get him on the cheap. So um, we'll see how it happens. We'll see how it plays out. But it's a great haul for Kansas City. It's a great move for Tyreek to get his bag. Now he hopefully he has that same production with Tua that he had with Mahomes. And you're right, TP. Mahomes has to play better football because out of everything we said, all the accolades that he got, and, and Mike, I, I definitely want you to chime in on this too. Let's be clear. The second half against the Cincinnati Bengals, he lost the game. 
Like he had an awful half of football and he lost the game. So he and and he held had those spots this year where he would, you know, force the ball down the field or force it into double coverage or you know, it's it's a too deep safety. You have to take what's underneath and he would just force it. He would not take what was underneath. So Mahomes now he doesn't have that safety blanket of Tyreek Hill that can take a a five yard in and take it fifty yards, right? He, now he's got to he's got to do some work, right, Mike? He's got to he's got to make it work in Kansas City, just like TP said with Andy Reid and, and the Enemy and Company. He's got to be the, he's he is the engine that makes it go, no question about it. But he's got to he's got to play better football than he played this year. I think that there are times that he looks like unquestionably the best quarterback in the league. I think he can make some throws that sometimes other quarterbacks can't even conceive of, right? Like as far as mm-hmm. uh, he's got a cannon for an arm, right? And he's uh, – but you're right. It, sometimes that consistency is is uh, is not always there. You don't have a guy – I mean, listen, Tariq Hill is faster than anybody in the league just about. And if, when he <laughs> outruns people, all you got to do is put it in the neighborhood. Um but listen, I mean, listen, they got weapons. I mean, Ty was talking about it. He's got more weapons than even he had um, – than Andy Reid had in Philly. It'll be interesting to see mm-hmm. what happens at that running back position. I still think, and I could be wrong, um, I think at, at some point Clyde edwards Uler is going to take a step forward. I think he's – like, even when he got to college, it took him a while to adjust – but then by the time he finally mm-hmm. got settled in, he was really good. And so I think he could still take another step. We'll see what else they do at the running back position. I mean, but when you look at Hardman and you look at Allen Robinson and Kelsey, it's not like he doesn't have uh, – I mean, maybe DeMarcus Robinson's still there. I haven't double-checked that. But they could still do something mm-hmm. else at that position. Um, they did improve their line after Mahomes almost got his brains beat in in the uh, Super Bowl the year before so uh, but if they can if they can bring Matthew back and if they can keep uh, some of those pieces on that defense I still think this team has to be the favorite in that division even though there are some other teams that have done uh, some things to get better to me you're the champs until you get knocked off right like and so uh, but Mm -hmm. if they don't if they don't address some of the things on that defense and they could be in a lot of trouble and if they do win the division it's going to be about a 37 to 34 uh, type of football games, but you're right. Like it, he's got to continue to be consistent. He's got to continue to grow and improve. And I think sometimes too, not just rely on that cannon of an arm. There, I mean, and yes. actually, you know, step through these throws because he, he'll make throws fading away sometimes, and you know, like all different kind of crazy things. It's like, how did he make that throw get there? He wasn't even like he didn't even step towards his target and all the little fundamental things that that, you know, you're taught as a kid when you throw a football. Uh, but he can still get in mm-hmm. there. But I, I think just, uh, you know, he's got all the talent in the world, uh, maybe making sure to tighten up some of those fundamentals and just be a little bit more precise with what he does and intentional about uh, what he's doing with the football. But, yeah, he his, his play is, his, was very, very up and down at times. At times, like I said, looks like the best quarterback in the league. At times, he looks like, what are you doing, guy? But – I think that, listen, if I'm Kansas City, offensively, you give me Pat Mahomes uh, and you give me those weapons, I still feel pretty good about my offense. 
as a fan, like like TP said, you want to address that defense moving forward. But yeah, he he has to continue to take a step forward. Uh, he if if this is as good as he's ever going to get, then he's not going to reach the ceiling that a lot of people have predicted for Pat Mahomes. So he has to continue to work and he has to continue to improve. I think by all accounts, uh, he's a hard worker and I can see him doing that. But you're mm-hmm. right. I mean, he he's not without blame and he has to continue to improve and grow his game because uh, we've talked about it. There were a couple of times this year. <laughs> Listen, uh, Kansas City started kind of slow. That defense looked bad, but there was some. There was a time in the middle of the season where that offense was struggling some to get on track, and that defense kind of carried that team. Once that defense finally kind of uh, found its way, and I think it, it definitely coincided with getting Chris Jones back. But once that defense right. found its way, there were uh, some weeks this year where that team was winning uh, because of that defense, not in spite of it. And that defense did carry them uh, during some times this season. So they are going to have to address those things, but Pat Mahomes has to, you know, the potential's there, the ability's there. We just need to see more consistency. And, you know, he's still young. He's still a puppy, as we like to say. He's, what, three years in the league now? Four? I guess four years four, now he's been five, in the league. Yeah. So, he, yeah, he's he's still got some time to improve. He's, what, 27 years old maybe? I mean, as a quarterback mm-hmm. – that's not, you know, you're supposed to continue to get better. And yeah, yeah, that's still young. That's young you can still continue to improve. Right. That's a that's a very complex position, and so, you know, he can still continue to get better. He hasn't. He better not have hit his peak yet. That's all I'm saying. And so you're right. He definitely <laughs> needs to continue to improve. Yeah, I certainly do. And and that's that's something that he can aspire to and grow to because. Uh, even though he won an MVP and won a Super Bowl and everybody has lauded him as one of the greats of all time, you know, well, not everybody, but people have, you know, the, there's still room for him to improve and get better. So we'll we'll see, you know, show improve this year. Um, let me pay a bill and then uh, we'll come right back. This portion of our program is brought to you by PHI Apparel Company. PHI Apparel Company provides unique designs and high quality clothing for the great fans of the Philadelphia area. With their original designs for all, there's no doubt that they'll stand out in the crowd. Act now and listeners can use the promo code CHEFS for 15% off any apparel when you shop online at phiapparel.co. That's phiapparel.co. Remember to use the promo code CHEFS for 15% off. Act now while supplies last. Absolutely. Thank you, PHI Apparel, sponsoring the show. Uh, Sports City Chefs, The Caller's Cookout, uh, The Villain with TP Timeless, uh, and Michael Harvey, Mr. Harvey himself on the show. Um, there's a lot of – listen, the AFC is tough. The AFC is no joke right now. Uh, a lot of moves being made. Um, you know, TP alluded to how that uh, AFC East is, is going to be tough with now the Dolphins and then the Patriots and then the Bills, obviously the cream of the crop there. But there's other teams that are making moves, right? Um, you know, Matt Ryan is now an uh, Indianapolis Colt. Uh, he was traded uh, from the Falcons for a third, I think it was a fifth-round pick or a third-round pick. I don't even, i got to uh, look that up. I, I, I'm, I'm, like, misremembering. But, um, you know, it was time for a change that Matt Ryan said. He was introduced um, yesterday in Indianapolis, met with the coaches. Um, you know, listen, TP, I'd love to get your opinion. You know, the Colts, this is the, since Andrew Luck, 
This is their seventh quarterback in seven years. Uh, they tried with um, with Phil Philip Rivers in his last year before he retired. They got to the playoffs. They tried to run it with Carson Wentz this year. Everybody thought it was a great move to bring him in to match him with uh, head coach Frank Reich. Didn't work out. Lost the last two games, including an embarrassing loss against the Jacksonville Jaguars that could have got them into the playoffs. Um, and and now it got him shipped off to the commanders. Now the Colts bring in Matt Ryan, who um, a former MVP Super Bowl appearance against the the New England Patriots, um, you know, has a lot of passing yards and all that TDs in in a modern uh, age, but um, doesn't have that big win, that big Super Bowl ring on his finger, looking to get that in, in Indianapolis. TP, does this move make Indianapolis a serious threat in that crowded AFC or even in their own um, division in the AFC South? Interesting enough, I th- it puts them in a conversation. I don't think that they're, like, mm. going to make it to an AFC championship game. If Matt Ryan mm. is able to lift up himself from Atlanta and get him back to, like, what I think was that 2017 when they got to the Super Bowl against the Patriots, if he can get that type mm-hmm. of play in Indianapolis, that'll be crazy. Hopefully that core stays legit with Pittman Jr., wondering what happens with T.Y., um, their defense is what's stellar. They have good running backs, uh, especially with Josh yes. Taylor and um, Hines as well. So he has a core around him. He has weapons to work with. Um, they just have to just put it together, and it, it is on him. The one thing about it is is he's not one of those laser throwers. Like, he can make every pass, but um, he can't make those, you know, those bullets that everybody wants to see or gets enamored with. And um, a lot of people picked on him while he was in Atlanta while that was happening. But the one thing about it was he was winning, though. He was doing what he needed to do with what was around him. Uh, that front office in Atlanta let him down. I don't think it was him letting them down, and not only the front office, in that Super Bowl, the coaching messed that up. Like, they said if they would have knelt the ball mm-hmm. when they were up 28-3 to or every down, they would have won the game. So you're forcing right. him to make passes. And even in some of the passes that he was making, he hit Julio on the sideline for one of the best toe tappers I've ever seen in my life. Like, Matt Ryan is still able to make things happen. I just think that the, the patience wore off with the front office and the fans because a lot of fans come around me and talk about the Atlanta situation. And uh, I, I feel like Matt Ryan should go somewhere where he's respected. I never thought about mm-hmm. what you said. And now that you say it, it, it makes it, it like I'm shaking my head so terrible it's not funny. Seven quarterbacks in seven years since Luck left, that's disgusting. That 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 organization can't get it together. And um, mm-hmm. I think it might have been a situation where they tried to bring in um, McDaniels and McDaniels kind of let them down and it kind of spiraled out of – out of the way, but I feel like they could have did a better job. They brought in quarterback after quarterback, and none of them really stuck, and it's like, you guys are shooting into the dark and not hitting the target. Like, you guys have to make something happen right now, especially while your defense is still legit to, you know, get you guys the ball back. Like, you can't just keep, you know, having guys not able to score the ball or put points up on the board while your defense is doing everything they can to keep you guys in the game. Like, last time we seen a defense like this for the Colts was when Peyton was around. You know, Sanders, Freeney, and Mathis and company. Now you got Leonard and these guys, and, and they're being let down or fighting like hell to get to a doggone playoff bid. So Matt Ryan, hopefully mm-hmm. he can change the culture. He can talk to them and say that I've been to a Super Bowl up against Brady. I was up beating Brady with a defense that was helping me. 
Unfortunately, we came up with a bad game plan, and that was on me. I, I got a, a chip on my shoulder, a bitter taste in my mouth. Let's go back and get them. And, and hopefully that's a driving force for the Colts to get there. Uh, other than that, I, I just want to see how it looks because he is older in his career. I, I don't know how much he has left in the tank, yeah. but I, I feel I feel like, to me, he, this is a fight, what I'm going to say. I feel like he's a better quarterback than Phillip Rivers. So Phillip was able to get mm-hmm. them to the playoffs and, and mess up that last drive and throw three straight incompletions to nobody when they lost to Buffalo. So this is something Matt Ryan needs to, you know, take kind of personal on his own end and, and try to make this happen so he can leave the game however many years he feels he has left in his tank the right way. Yeah, I mean, I think he's he's definitely an upgrade over last year, Philip Rose, who had a pretty good season, what have you. Um, I I think this move at least gets them – I think he, I would rather have Ryan than Tannehill, right? Um, not Ryan than <laughs> Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> but um, I, I think the de- – you're right. And he has a really good defense. Two exceptional linebackers, uh, Darius Leonard, um, incredible linebacker, really good defense. They have one of the better running backs in the league in Jonathan Taylor, a really good offensive line. I think it's the, the skill position that really needs to get an upgrade, right? So I don't know if there's any free agents left. I don't, I don't know. I haven't heard them talking to Odell Beckham. Uh, Valdez Stantling is another guy who's visiting Kansas City. Not sure if he's a guy that you want to kind of think about. But they definitely need receivers. If anything, the first pick that they have this year in the draft has to go to receiver. Michael Pittman can't be your number one. I think he's a good receiver, but I don't think he's a guy that – you look at the receivers, the number one receivers with the quarterbacks, now you take away Tyree Kill from Pat Mahomes. But you got Devontae Adams with Carr, right? You got – um, you got it, it, it with Justin Herbert. He has his number one guy in Allen. You got um, you got Diggs with Buffalo. Um, you even got AJ Brown with Tannehill. You know, it, the list goes on and on, right? You know, Jamar Chase and company. Uh, you know, Mike's boy in Cincinnati. So all these teams that are they're vying for to get into the playoffs and get into that that Super Bowl to be the AFC representative. They have a number one receiver. They even have a number two. Kansas City is a long way from that. I think they've got to address that. I mean, Mike, I don't know how you feel about uh, the chances of the Chiefs getting into the, you know, getting into that Super Bowl hunt with the acquisition of, of Matt Ryan. If you're there, you're on mute. I do it all the time. So you just said the Chiefs, and I think the Colts got Matt Ryan. Oh, uh, the Colts. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it happens. It happens. It happens. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here watching. I'm watching the Nets game, and I'm, you know, not, you know, all over the place. So the the <laughs> truth is, is that the Indianapolis Colts over the last, um, to borrow an, expre- uh, an expression from my from my brother on the line with us, I want to be fair with the number. Um, I'm going to say, thirty plus years have drafted two good quarterbacks. One of them's career ended uh, sooner, and one of them's. Uh, mm-hmm. One of them hurt his neck or whatever and had some injuries, and so they went ahead and, and pushed him out of the way so they could draft the second one, right? So um, mm-hmm. you got – they haven't been able to draft a good quarterback. So this is the, the latest attempt by this team to 
try to find one. Uh, you know, this is kind of what the Colts are right now. Let's recycle a veteran. Uh, you know, they they had Phillip Rivers a couple years ago. They thought, well, maybe if we bring Carson Wentz in with this running game and the other weapons, that, you know, maybe he can find some success. And they found out what everybody else and what Philly already knew. Uh, this is not the guy uh, to lead you yeah, boo -boo. Um, in a division like that or in the AFC. I mean, listen, he may he may have some success in the NFC least again uh, coming up this year, but we'll see. But, yeah, Carson Wentz was not the guy. Uh, Phillip Rivers, you know, th listen, they were begging this guy to come back for another season, and he just decided to hang it up. So, <laughs> you know, I look at this, and, uh, you know, to TP's point, he doesn't make the bullets and the throws like everybody else. He can make the throws between the 20s, right, where it seems to kind of get a little tight for Matt Ryan is once you get into the red zone those windows start closing a little bit. Um, you know, the, the, how many times have we talked over the last few years about even when Julio was playing good ball in Atlanta about mm -hmm. his inability to find the end zone? Uh, fantasy football owners alike were frustrated as hell by uh, Julio Jones not being able to find the end zone on a regular basis. And some of that's on the trigger man, right? So what can he do there? I mean, listen – he probably has a better – well, no, there's no probably. He has a better running back than he ever had uh, in his time in in Atlanta. And mm -hmm. he, he's he got the weapons to, to get it done. Do I think they can get to a Super Bowl? No, hell no. Uh, I think they can contend <laughs> in this division. I mean, because honestly, like, Jacksonville got some nice pieces in the offseason, but Jacksonville's not going to contend. Mm -hmm. um, Houston's right. a train wreck. Houston's a dumpster fire, right? So you only got two teams to contend with. Um, you know, can Derrick Henry stay healthy? If he does, uh, can Ryan Tannehill not mess it up? I do think they have the best quarterback in that division uh, right now, but uh, only because Trevor Lawrence still hasn't really grown up yet. You know, he's still a baby. He's still got uh, – you know, he still, we still haven't got him off the bottle yet. He's still uh, sipping Simulac, right, as far as his initial <laughs> career. So, uh, you know, we still got to get to that uh, to that next level with him. So, right now, Matt Ryan is the most uh, proven and most successful quarterback uh, in that division. Um, that defense is – listen, the Colts' defense is light years ahead of Tennessee. Tennessee did a decent job rushing the passer, and they had a, a really good front mm -hmm. four. But – when you look at second and third levels, I think that defense, that defense from Indianapolis is better. Matt Ryan is a steady hand. Um, he can – Yes. that team has a chance to contend for the playoffs. You know, I, but you look, you get seven teams out of the AFC, and the AFC is tough, man. You look at Buffalo, uh, who's, you know, the odds-on favorite in the East. Uh, you know, so you got to figure Cincinnati is going to be pretty good again. Um, and then – I, th I think you could have a couple teams come out of that West and, uh, you know, it, it's gonna, it, it very well may be if you don't win that South, you don't get in the playoffs, maybe having four games a year between uh, against Jacksonville and Houston may, may help. But I mean, listen, the Colts dropped the ball against Jacksonville last year. So, uh, you know, yeah. can, can they, can they win those games? If they went all four of those games and they can split with Tennessee, that's five. 
out of out of your seventeen right there. Those are five wins. So I mean, I think that they can they will be on the doorstep of the playoffs again and I think they could possibly get into the playoffs depending on what kind of year they have. But no. Uh mm-hmm. Matt Ryan at this stage in his career I don't think makes them Super Bowl contenders. He he makes them legitimate playoff contenders. And we know, like, as long Mm -hmm. as you get a seat at the table, anything can happen, right? We've seen it before, upsets in the playoffs and that kind of stuff. But uh, they're not going to be a number one seed, right? So you're talking about having to string together three wins uh, in the playoffs to to get to the Super Bowl. I don't think that's going to happen. So I don't think they're legitimate Super Bowl contenders. But – Listen, the, the, this team was on the verge of the playoffs last year. You know, you think the Raiders are one of the teams that got in. The Raiders got, you know, better adding Devonta Adams and, and those pieces. So Denver got better. A lot of other teams got better in the AFC. The AFC is going to be tough, tough, tough sledding for anybody. If we were talking right. about, if we were talking about a division in the NFC, then you know, I would say, you know, maybe you could rise up and be one of the top two or three teams in that conference, possibly with all the weapons that you have right now. Uh, but like right. I said, I, I think they're a playoff contender. But listen, the Colts could be better next year than they were this past season and still miss the playoffs in that conference. No, you're absolutely right. Because that's how, I mean, thank God they got a seven team in the playoffs because they're going to need it because it's going to be tough to get into the playoffs in the AFC. I mean, and and the fact that the Colts, I think they will be better to your point, Mike, because this was a team that was, you know, lost five games and they had no business being in the game in Jacksonville to get into the playoffs. And, and, and I think Matt Ryan is an upgrade over Carson Wentz. So they should be better coming into this next season. So we'll see what happens. It's going to be interesting. I think they'll definitely contend with Tennessee. Like, like you said, I think they have a better defense. I think they need skill position players to go with Taylor uh, and Pittman. But, um, you know, I think Matt Ryan needed a change of scenery. Atlanta was making him look like he should have retired. Um, and I don't think that was the case for him. Um, I think, you know, he squeezed out seven wins without Calvin Ridley for most of the year. Um, and a rookie tight end, that's going to be a stud, but, um, you know, it's it's a, it's an upgrade. I think it's a better situation for him. So uh, we'll see. But staying in that division, Houston made the move. Finally traded um, trading Deshaun Watson in a surprise move to the Browns. Uh, we haven't talked about it on these shows, so I definitely want to get every, you know you guys' opinion on, on the on the callers' cookout. TP, I'll come to you with Deshaun Watson getting a fully guaranteed contract out of Cleveland. Um, probably the big reason why he decided to go to Cleveland. Now there's reports that Odell Beckham, quote-unquote, is open to returning, open to the possibility of returning to the Browns. I wonder why. Um, Deshaun Watson's in town. Baker Mayfield probably on his way out. If you want to hit, you know, how this, you know, should Watson get the guaranteed contract or what do they do now with Baker Mayfield? The floor is yours, but very interesting move. Deshaun Watson finally traded out of Houston a year later for going to uh, Cleveland and, and, and the Browns. Um, it's very interesting because if you think about it, um, Odell was just, well, the GM from the Rams said that they're not letting Odell leave. So especially with, mm. with leaving, I think that they're definitely going to try and lock him up because I don't think the situation they have with Allen Robinson makes them for sure like, oh, well, he's the guy at the receiver position, whether Odell leaves or not. Like, Allen Robinson gave up on football for the past two seasons in Chicago. Like, he, he definitely just declined. 
Um, and not saying that he can't go out there and get the effort back, but it just like you're a quitter. Like even even though Chicago didn't have the great scheme and your offense wasn't all of that, you guys have quarterback issues. Stafford could end up turning back into the old Stafford. I'm not I'm not totally impressed with what Stafford did. Especially they won that game in Super Bowl twenty three twenty. It's like for the year that mm-hmm. Cooper Cup had, I would have think that they'd have been able to blow that scoreboard up, and they didn't. So this is something that they have to watch. So Odell may have to figure out if he wants to stay here and run this back and get a ring back with the Rams or go to Cleveland and try to make it happen with Deshaun while they have a legit team. And knowing that he built a brotherhood mm-hmm. in that locker room with some of those players because he was trying to tell everybody Baker's the issue, and now everybody sees it, Baker's gone or or going to be sitting there until everything's clear with Deshaun Watson. So it's a tough scenario right now. Um, if I was Deshaun Watson, Ma, grab everything you got that you want, let go, <laughs> lock up these doors, everything paid for. We you about to get a brand-new mansion out in Ohio for the next five years. You can sit around, <laughs> sit by the fire. I don't care how many rivers out here, how many lakes we got to deal with. We good money for the next five years. You hear me? Like, like I'm not worried about nothing. We got a defense. We got a legit situation to get to the postseason. I got weapons. I got a running back core finally, like a core. Like, it ain't just one of them. It's two of them. Mm-hmm. Like, my, let's go. Everybody, I don't, I don't have to worry about none of these girls in Texas. Just get me out of Texas. I'm good. I'm gone. Like, I'm, I don't want to have nothing to deal mm-hmm. with this. I'm, I'm happy that this happened. I just want all the legalities to fall by the wayside by, like, I want to be fair for him by June. I want everything out of his way. I want him to be able to play. But I think that's why they're keeping Baker now to make sure that it ain't a situation where, oh, well, this ain't clear. You can't get on the field. Like, nah, let let him be able to go out there. If they keep Baker, let the quarterback controversy go down. Let them compete. But I I, I clearly give the edge to Deshaun Watson. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, they, they got Amari Cooper as well. And David Njoku, I'm biased because I'm yep. a Hurricane fan. And this guy has good speed as a tight end, too. Um, they just have to get another receiver on the outside that they feel like they could go to war with because People Jones is also a good receiver, mm-hmm. too. So I, I feel like yes. they could go to war. I feel like they can compete for the AFC North. I think their worry right now is the Bengals. If it's not the Bengals, the Ravens have to come out of somewhere and get a big-name receiver. I'm not I'm not sold on what the Ravens are doing. They keep doing Lamar dirty. Mm-hmm. That's what you're going to get. You're going to end up getting that boy hurt, and, and that's into your – uh, organization because you're going to be looking for another quarterback, and I don't feel like you can get another MVP caliber like him. And Pittsburgh, as much as they're entertaining uh, the kid Malik from Liberty or other quarterbacks around the league, I feel like this is patchwork that they're trying to do to figure out what they're going to do outside of Ben, Mason Rudolph, and, and you know, try to keep the de- defense legit around T.J. Watt. So, I, I feel like Pittsburgh may end up being the bottom of the division unless they prove me wrong, and I can't really go against Tomlin, because Tomlin's never had a losing season, but I I still feel like Pittsburgh will suffer this year losing their their leader and their legend in Big Ben. So um, right now I feel like Deshaun Watson has to go out there and start getting his legs underneath him because he didn't play football for a full season and just think that he could go out there and win a division. I don't think he's won a division. He's been to the playoffs, but I don't think he's won a division. So that has to be on his mindset and being a threat in the AFC altogether. Yeah, I, I don't know if he did, too. I thought he did, but um, I could be wrong. But, you know, he's been to the playoffs. He's had some, some really good seasons. He's definitely an upgrade at quarterback over um, Baker Mayfield. TP, where do you think Baker Mayfield goes? Because he wanted to trade. Now that they got Deshaun Watson, uh, there's no way that 
he's coming back. There's no way that they would bring him back um, unless they want to get some get, squeeze some games out of him. Um, like before, you know, once Deshaun Watson's um, Deshaun Watson's suspension, it, I think it'll be about six games. Who knows? Do, where do you think Baker ends up? What's the best fit for him? Better, better yet, like what's the best fit for him going forward? And is there a market for him? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I can't believe you asked me this question. <laughs> so um, there's news coming out of Michigan saying that the Lions may be a dark horse interest in Baker Mayfield. <laughs> I don't want him. I don't want him at all. So um, they're saying that he's going to sit either behind golf or make it interesting and. The one thing about it is, is we have the receivers that fit Baker's style, like Khalif Raymond and St. Brown possession receivers or guys that can make a difference between 5 to 10 to 12-yard routes. So that's favorable for him. He don't really have to go deep, but DJ Chark is there, so he is the receiver that's going to threaten the top of the defense. So it's interesting. But knowing that he's going to have a chip on his shoulder and be sent to Detroit and everybody looks at Detroit like a bad organization when they aren't, they're always fighting a lot of games, which I've seen – for my entirety of being a fan, um, it makes it interesting, especially for Goff. Goff can't mess around right now. Goff can't be porous like he was at the beginning of the season and then start turning it on in November like he knows how to play football again. If he's bad in the first quarter, the first four games, they put Baker in and we just run with Baker. But there's a lot of money on the table for both of these guys. Goff has a lot uh, of money, and Baker's I think his base is 18 mil from what somebody was telling me. So there's a lot of money if Detroit tries to make it happen unless they trade these guys, you know, piece for piece. So I, I don't know. It's something that I, I'm at the edge of my seat watching, but I'm not comfortable with what's going on right now hearing that he may end up in Detroit. But the other, the only other teams I could see him being with is – Seattle, of course, because I'm not sold on Drew Locke, nor Geno, Geno, not Geno Smith at all. And um, right, no. the Arizona Cardinals, the <laughs> situation that's going on with Kyler Murray. Uh, Kyler Murray, for him to delete everything Arizona Cardinals and then come back and say, I want to play, I'm not content with having a quarterback that's ready to give up, especially while we were the best team in the NFL for at least 10 to 12 weeks. And then D-Hop got hurt and then everything fell apart, and now you're ready to leave because we had injuries happen. No, I, your, your heart, I question your heart. At the end of the day, I, I could care less. You can end up on the Houston Texans or Dallas if you want to go home to Texas. I don't like that, that you gave up on us when things happen outside of you. You can't even control that. You can't. Who could control the injuries? Right. J.J. Watt got hurt. Uh, De- DeAndre got hurt. Um, A.J. Green's a shell of himself out there trying to play football. That's bull. Like, don't, don't do that. So I would bring Baker down to Arizona and let them fight it out, even though I know – Kyler's more of the athlete, but Baker could make it just as interesting because these guys follow each other in Oklahoma. I would set that right on fire in Arizona. I'd do the same thing. I got you. I mean, um, I, I, I totally agree with you. What do you got? What do you got, Mike? No, a couple of things. We said on this, on this very network a week ago that Cleveland was the most desperate team for Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. And I think the news that mm-hmm. broke over the next couple of days showed us that, right? Because, listen, New Orleans mm-hmm. cleared a lot of space to get about $30 million into the cap. They were going to do what they mm-hmm. had to do to match that $35 million a year contract. Um, and Atlanta mm-hmm. was going to do what they had to do to match that $35 million a year contract. 
Cleveland got him. Mm-hmm. Let's let's not make any let's not uh, make any bones about this. Cleveland got him because they backed the money truck up and gave him forty six yep. million dollars a year. And and they structured the deal so in the first year he's not set to make that much. That way, if he does get suspended, he doesn't lose big chunks of money. So I think his actual salary exactly. on the books in his first year is a million dollars. So Cleveland showed mm-hmm. their desperation. Um, in order to get him, and that's why he went to Cleveland. And trust me, I might have ruled Cleveland out too, but then when, when agents came back to me and told me they were willing to give me $230 million guaranteed money, I'd be like, hell yeah, I'll go to Cleveland, put it back <laughs> on the table. You know what I mean? And so I think that's what happened there as far as the, the desperation of Cleveland and why he's going there. And he does have uh, he does have weapons and players to succeed. That's got a good defense as far as them winning the division. I do think the Cincinnati Bengals will have a lot to say about that. Um, I you know Pittsburgh was mentioned briefly a second ago. I think one of the funniest lines in the barbershop. Somebody said Steeler Nation representing Pittsburgh, and then somebody else chopped up and said, "You got a three-way tie quarterback. Don't talk to me about Pittsburgh right now." <laughs> so that was uh, that was one of the best lines of the day. I think Seattle, if he wants to go somewhere where he can start right now, I think Seattle is uh, probably a place for him. The other thing I would say. I think that New Orleans has shown a little bit of commitment to Jameis signing him to two years, not just a one-year deal. Two years. Another proven deal. They, yep. gave, they gave him two years yesterday. So I think uh, New Orleans is going to run with famous Jameis. Uh, and so I, I, the other thing, the other team that I could see is a possibility. I could see sending him down there to Atlanta to compete with Mariota. And then oh, I hate the you. Car- <laughs> that was my pick. <laughs> and, then, and then the Carolina Panthers, right? Like – the other yep. team that was uh, t- talked about in the Deshaun Watson deal, I mean, listen, um, anybody believes that uh, that Sam Darno's the answer in, uh, in Carolina, please stand up, and as we're all in our seats, uh, that's another place that, uh, that he could go and maybe start. I think uh, almost anywhere else that he goes in the league, with the exception of maybe Houston, though they claim to like Davis Mills, uh, anywhere else he goes in the league, he is probably going to have to go be a backup. And so, yeah, you know, or compete, and 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 I think, and at least compete for it. I I think this though, and and I'll and I'll wrap it with this. I I think that the signing of Jacoby Brissett tells me mm-hmm. that Baker will not be in training camp and will not be in Cleveland. Brissett is their security blanket if Deshaun gets suspended mm-hmm. for a few games. He could hold it down for a couple weeks or whatever. But I think one of the biggest reasons why Baker hasn't been traded yet is because all all the other 31 teams in the NFL want an adult at quarterback as well. And uh, nobody has decided that they're willing to uh, <laughs> pay whatever price Cleveland's going to have. But you could just about have Baker for peanuts if you're willing to pay that salary. Dude, if you're trading a former MVP for one third round pick, you ain't giving you ain't getting much for Baker Mayfield. Now that's no disrespect to Baker. Baker's a good quarterback. He's above average quarterback, but he ain't much better than above average. And and like barely above average, right? Like I don't think there's thirteen quarterbacks better than, than Baker but I don't think he's worse than the, like the lower half of the 16 uh, starters. Like you, you bring up good teams. Atlanta would be a good fit for him to, to go and start right away. Seattle would be a good fit for him to go compete with Locke and then eventually start right away. I think Carolina, he can go compete. I'll be honest with you. Um, 
no disrespect to Jalen to Jalen Hurts. I think he can go into Philadelphia and compete and win that job. He can go into the New York Giants right now and compete with Daniel Jones and, and be I think he's a better quarterback than Daniel Jones. I think he can compete there. Houston would be a good fit for him. Um, the Steelers, honestly, got to be fair. It, it would be a good fit because they. I, I. But I think Trubisky is probably a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield. Um, but that's yet to be seen. So there's a market for him. But if you think he he can lay out the the gauntlet, say I want to be traded, and you're gonna be traded right away, and, and it, everything's gonna be roses. Nah, nah, dude. Like you're gonna be on the team until training camp starts, until a quarterback gets hurt, and they get desperate and they need a quarterback right away, that's when you get traded. Because there's, I, I'm, I'm trading you for a fourth or fifth round pick at best. And maybe it, it might not even be in this year's draft, it's in next year's draft. See you later. Like, he, I don't think he gets tra- – I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets traded before this year's draft, but I don't think anybody's knocking down the door for, in trading this year's draft capital for a guy that has to compete for a job. So we'll see what where, where that shakes out. But Deshaun Watson, guaranteed money walked, and, and it's crazy. He, I, I heard a lot of people on the radio complaining that of all the quarterbacks to get the fully guaranteed contract, it's Deshaun Watson. It sets a bad precedent because of the legal cases that are going around. But so what, dude? Like he doesn't, he doesn't, it, he doesn't not afford to to work and have a job because of these legal cases, like. It's not going to criminal court. It's in the civil court cases and, and, and what have you. It's his word against theirs. Only 23 people know what really happened. We got to let the, the, the process go and, and then and go from there. But it doesn't stop him from working, right? Um, you know, I think now if you're a quarterback coming up like Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert, especially Joe Burrow, um, I want my contract fully guaranteed. <laughs> like now you're setting that precedent. I want it fully guaranteed. Like um, I think Kirk Cousins bet on himself. He had a, th- a shorter contract, but he had it fully guaranteed. And he's kind of played it into four fully guaranteed years uh, out of Minnesota. So it's not completely unprecedented, but the numbers is what is unprecedented. 230 million reasons for the, um, Joe Burrow and, and Justin Herbert to get their check next go around. So we'll see what happens out of that. Um, callers Cookout here on the Sports City Chefs Network. We're winding down about 10 minutes left. 929-477-2759. Love doing the show with TP Timeless um, and, and Mr. Harvey. Even though TP trying to say I'm a Jet, I, I have never been a Jet. My dad is the one that betrayed my Giants and left us to go with Bill Parcells and go with the Jets. He's never come back since. He stays with the Jets. I think he's miserable over there, but I can't talk him out of it. It's just one of those things, TP. I don't, I don't know. Shout out to my dad. Uh, I love my pops. Um, I gotta, I gotta switch. Kids. I know the. Wait, wait. Before, before you start to jump ship, before, before you start to jump ship, you said he's above average quarterback. He's below average quarterback in everybody media market. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Damn, I'll let you talk for a little bit, bro. He is below average. If you look at his numbers right now across the board, yo, he is at least under 22 right now. He missed a game or two maybe this season. But this guy had weapons in Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham Jr. around him. 
The worst part about the Odell Beckham Jr. situation is, do you remember how Odell Beckham got hurt last year? Right. Not you, Mike. Barry, wait, stop. Do you remember how he got hurt? Barry, hello? Can you hear me? Are you talking Barry, to me? You talking, are you talking to me or Mike? Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm no, talking I said, to yeah, Barry. I, I remember. I remember. But you got to be fair. No, no, I just want you to respond. Cause I, no, 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 because I want to finish the dialogue. He threw an interception right. no, no, I, that was so terrible, yeah. that was so terrible that that Odell had to get back into play to make a tackle and jump on a defensive back's mm-hmm. back to try to make that happen. He tore his leg up. That's how he got hurt. Like, yeah. like this is right. how bad exactly. Baker was. Exactly. Like, like not, not a situation where somebody hit him in his leg and then that third. He was actually making a tackle. This is the same situation that you look at Larry Fitzgerald in his career in Arizona, and they said he had more tackles Arizona. than drop passes. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. So you got this, this guy telling you that he is the problem. In which an average football play lasts five to seven seconds, maybe, maybe more, unless it's a, a, mm-hmm. a bomb or they run it for a while. Odell Beckham's father put together an 11-plus-minute clip of Odell being missed on routes, and that's just Odell. Picture the ones that he may have missed, Jarvis Landry or Hooper or Joku or People Jones. This is terrible Every media market is telling you that he is below average. Nobody wants Baker while they just brought Deshaun Watson there. That is incredible. <laughs> Did you mean to tell me that the Seattle Seahawks are content with Drew Locke and Geno Smith? That's no, horrifying. That's horrifying. <clears throat> that's horrifying. <clears throat> no, it's, that's, it is. And I, listen, I got to be fair. His first year and his, his third year, he, he was pretty solid. I think his second year and last year, especially with his arm falling off, I mean, he was oh, it was horrendous. He was horrendous. But, I, listen, I think he, he's better than the bottom half of quarterbacks. It's fair that you say he's slightly below average. I think he's in that middle road. I think he's a middle-of-the-road quarterback. But, he, like, he, like Mike said, he's got to compete wherever he goes. He's got to compete. Um, so so I, I agree with that. But we got, like, eight minutes left. I know it's crossover cafe. Tomorrow, but I gotta ask this question because LeBron uh, James moved to second all time on the all time scoring list, passing Carl uh, Malone. TP, I gotta ask because LeBron kind of made a little little head, you know, headlines with uh, I'm not people don't consider me a scorer. It's kind of you know he kind of felt it feels like disrespected that he's not a scorer. Is LeBron one of the top five scorers? He's Numbers wise, he is. But if you consider one in your mind, one of the greatest scorers of all time, no, no, not at all. No, knock it off. He's making this news right now <laughs> in his however year it is right now to say he's a scorer because you're up there. You amass as many points because you played since you were 18 until now. I could start rattling off Thank scores that would make you be like LeBron doesn't score at a clip at these guys like he doesn't. Like Kareem, right. this, this dude is still sitting atop there. That hook shot is known to be unstoppable. There's only one guy that ever blocked it. That was Will Chamberlain, an extreme athlete, to get off his feet and jump 30,000 feet in the air to go get that shot. Other than nobody could stop that mm. scoring move. Michael Jordan, his fadeaway, or, or him just taking over games in the fourth when he tasted blood. Kobe Bryant, the same 
player, basically 2.0 of Michael Jordan. Um, we could do Bernard Kings. We could do, hell, Timothy Duncan. Timothy Duncan with that bank shot. We lucky he stopped shooting the bank shot. Like, there, there's people that we mm-hmm. could look at as supreme scorers. I'm not looking at LeBron scoring out of clips like Tracy McGrady or Allen Iverson or um, I'm just trying to just throw names off the top of my head that these guys are legit scorers. Like, LeBron is right. the all-purpose offensive player. Like, I'm, I'm not getting caught up in his – superlatives that he's trying to give himself. He's not even letting people speak up for him as being a scorer. It's him talking himself and saying that he's a goat or he's Preach. the king or like you're you're doing this yourself. Preach. Like let people do this to you. You're not even like subtly doing this. Like like you are something else. And in the way that he's scoring right now, he's scoring in the fourth quarter they're down 20 or 30 points. That that's ridiculous. If you feel like you're a scorer and you're getting beat by and you're playing up against the third squad, like this is the bottom of the other team's bench, you got a problem. Like you you're high. I'm sorry that I'm saying it right now. But you're on some drug substance <laughs> abuse. Like this is terrible. Don't call yourself a scorer. Like you you legit are this is something that somebody said uh last night in the shop that he's a a well or all purpose like uh, player and I'm, I'm missing the word that he really put together, or most accomplished. That's what he said. He's the most accomplished player that we've seen. But he can't sit yeah. up here and call himself the GOAT, especially while everything's on the decline. I, I feel like that was a favorable situation that even though, I, I'm, Lord forgive me for saying it, that the pandemic happened and they won in the bubble. But then the next year they lose in the mm-hmm. first round to the Suns. And, of course, Anthony Davis is nicked up. He's nicked up. But they didn't look like they had a shot against the Suns. And now they are 10 games under five hundred with the team that he helped produce, put together, like, you guys shouldn't be that bad. I could see if it was a situation where, you know, like you guys are 500 or you guys are like four games above 500. You guys are, you guys are bad. Like you guys almost look like a lottery team and you help try to talk about who you wanted here. And you're thinking you're a scorer where if you look at LeBron James score in these games now, he's shooting threes. Like that's what he does. Like he'll he'll go to the lane here and he'll catch an alley-oop here or there, but he's, he's launching three balls. Like, and from deep, so it's like these are the shots that they're giving him, and he has the strength to shoot that shot. Like he, I don't see him like a three-point shooter like Steph and them. They, they're giving him the shots, and they're, they're giving him the shots, and it makes sense. He's, they're losing. They're, no, LeBron, cut it out. Enough is enough. Absolutely. I, he, listen, you should be in the top five scoring all time. It's a compiled stat. You've played since you were 18, like you said, 18 years old. Like, what are we talking about? Mike, what's your opinion real quick? Is LeBron a great – one of the great scorers of all time, or is he, like, what I think is no, – this is a compilation of 20 years or 19 years or whatever it's been in the league and making the playoffs and everything else. At best, he's the fourth or fifth best scorer in the game right now, uh, much less all time. Mm. Uh, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, James Harden. Uh, yeah, I could probably argue Trey Young is a better natural scorer, a better pure scorer than uh, yeah. than, than LeBron James. So, you know, uh, all of those names that TP pulled out there, I agree with all of them. And and so, and then you got three or four more that we just mentioned now. Like, listen, um, as far as doing a lot of different things or multifaceted, sure. Um, but I, I have never seen a player work so hard to stack the deck year in and year out to try to have uh, to try to have a team to compete. Uh, and, 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 you know, try to pull people in. But, no, I mean, listen, uh, he, he's a great basketball player. He'll go down as, as as one of the best at his position, 
But as far as like top scores of all time, or even uh, or even goat, like he he didn't even deserve to eat the same grass that goat eat, man. I'm sorry. And and the, this is the argument I had today with one of one of the guys that I know. It's like this is the guy that came out years ago and said, "I don't want to be known as a scorer. I'm a complete player. I do everything. I pass. I shoot. I you know rebound." And now you want you're crying like TP says. Stringing your own horn, you know your own violin and everything. That you're the you should be known as a scorer. Like, dude, you've averaged thirty points in your career, including this season, three times. The last time you did it was your about fifth or sixth year in the league. Okay, you've been in the league for almost eighteen years. Okay, Kevin Durant, TP. You know how many scoring titles he has? I think it's three, four, four scoring titles. You know how many Steph Curry has? Two. Two? You know how many Michael Jordan yeah. had? Oh, God. Yeah, two scoring titles. You know how many Michael Jordan had? Ten. You know how many LeBron James has? I rest my case. The defense left. How many Kobe And, and it's not disrespect to him. Kobe had, I think, two. Uh, no, hold on. I'll double check it. But the, the fact is LeBron has never been considered a scorer. Like he's a guy that scores baskets, and he's been in the league long enough. Like he could he could do- dominate a game and score. There's no there's, he could get fifty, forty, fifty points when he wants to. There's no question about it. But I mean, we're we're talking about a guy. Kobe's a two-time scoring champion. LeBron's only got one. Only got one. That's it. Like so, you, you, Jordan's peak is so much higher than LeBron's. Even though LeBron's had a longer career, a longer tail to his career. And, and give him credit for being healthy and, and having that longevity and, have, and averaging what? 20, I think 25, 26, well, no, 27, uh, 8 and 8. Like, brilliant career. But Michael Jordan's average over 30 points for his career. He's had 10 scoring titles. I mean, it, it, and he's done it in less time. He's done it in 14 years where he's had 10 scoring titles. He's had six, five MVPs. LeBron's only got four. Like, the numbers don't match up. Like, they really don't. So, and it's not to disrespect LeBron. He's a great player. He's going to go down as one of the great players of all time. No question about it. But, like you said, T.P., he's trying to create his own narrative and and string his own horn and get, like, calling yourself the king. Like, let other people call it for you. And and we'll tell you you're wrong because you're wrong. He's not a scorer. He's a great all-around player. What's wrong with that? I mean, and it doesn't put him in the top – because he's a scorer, because there's t- guys in the top ten all time that aren't in the top ten for scoring, like Tim Duncan or Larry Bird or Magic Johnson. Like if that was the case, if it was just that, John Stockton would be the greatest point guard of all time, not Magic Johnson. But we all know Magic Johnson's the greatest point guard of all time. So it's just it's that argument that I love having. Uh, I had to bring it up because it just kind of irked me, and I had to talk about it with my boys TP and Mike. Another great show. Love doing the cookout with you guys. I'm a. That's it. I'm. I'm. I'm cutting the keg off. I'm cutting it off. Michael, thank you for for, for coming in. Uh, enjoy the family. Give us a quick plug as we get out of here. Quick plug, man. Check out all the merchandise and everything on SportsCityChefs.com. Time is Sunday morning brunch. Our mothership show on Sundays. Our show on Wednesdays. We got baseball buffet coming soon. Still got some front office stuff for football. Crossover Cafe, lots of shows there. And listen to the Barbershop, man, we're over 9,000. We're rolling our way to 10K by our birthday. 
we got about a month to get there, help us share. Like I said, drop in. Even if you're in the car for a few minutes on your way from one place to another, breaking news in the barbershop, man. Anytime stuff comes down in the sports world, you can get updates and discussions about it there. It's better than anything you're going to find on talk radio or anywhere else. So tune into the shop. Be part of what we do. Much love to TP and Barry. If it wasn't for you, TP, wouldn't be here, man. I'm just proud to be along and uh, be a part of this for you guys, man. It's a pleasure and a privilege. I'll catch you guys next time. That's the truth, Lee. Uh, com. get to the website. I got to write an article. I've, I, I'm probably going to write an article about LeBron and just, just go off, um, you know, be on the lookout for that. Crossover Cafe, I think, they'll do, I think they're doing a show tomorrow. We'll see, um, you know, so. Uh, but if not, you can always catch TP Timeless on the brunch, uh, 11 to 5 Eastern Standard Time. Does a great job with the boys talking all things sports. Um, you know, shout out to PHI Apparel for sponsoring the show. Get to their website. Use the promo code CHEF, get 15% off of phiapparel.co. Um, TP, um, you know you know what to do. Get us out of here. Great show. I, I, it's not often I agree with Timeless, but uh, when it comes to LeBron, I feel like we're always on uh, – we're, we're in synergy. We're on the same, same, same sheet of music when, it, when we talk about it. But uh, let's get out of here, bro. Yeah, stay tuned, Sports City. If uh, you don't hear about the Crossover Cafe by, like, 7 p.m., I'll run the Crossover Cafe, so it will be a cafe one way or another. If they do not put it together, we will keep this ship rocking. Um, excellent stuff, a lot of stuff going on, and I didn't even get to hit on my boy. I wanted to talk about the Carlos Correa deal. I'm happy that the Twins finally wow. jumped in that doggone bank account and got the biggest free agent signing so shout out to Twinkie history right now. We got to make this thing happen. Talk about and, it. Uh, go, just, ahead. go ahead. Talk no, about no, 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 no. You you got to come around the brunch. Don't don't get. I'm 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 busy okay. right now. All right. So yeah, yeah. I already know. I, I, I try to get Barry, but you know he don't like to talk about the twins. You know he all yankied out. This is what I got to deal with the Yankee stuff, and the Mets stuff, and the Jets stuff, and the Nets stuff. This is Barry. You know what I'm saying? He, he leaves his Knicks out of here and all this other stuff, but it's okay. I've been I deal with this all my life. You know what I'm saying? So SportsCityChefs.com. Check out the website, the interviews, the blogs, the chefs. We'll be back here tomorrow with the Crossover Cafe. Also, check out the shop as best as you possibly can. I love every last one of y'all. On that note, tell a friend to tell a friend that it's the chefs again. And if they don't know, now they know. City chefs is in the room, cooking up hot topics to put up on your spoon. They well in tune, bloom like a flower in June. Superman verse, MF Doom, the clouds loom. So tell a friend, it's the Sports City Chefs again. Pay attention, tune in, we on the set again. Sports City, Sports City Chefs, you chefs. Uh-huh.